This is the Life Anyway podcast, deep life chats with experts and practitioners in the areas of wellness, spirituality, self-development, and motherhood. These are raw, real conversations that dig deep into what is at the root of our work, what gives our lives meaning, and all around the ultimate question of what is life really about anyway. I'm host Kelly Ingram. I'm a mama of twins, an intuitive guide, and a spiritual human, and I was compelled to bring these authentic conversations to the surface here on this podcast to deepen our connection to each other, provide inspiration, provoke compassion for ourselves and others, and ultimately further our healing. Welcome to the ninth episode of the Life Anyway podcast. I'm Kelly Ingram and I am your host. Today is going to be a solo episode. I felt called to hop on here and just talk about what's going on in this massive global crisis that we are all moving through that is the coronavirus. These are incredibly unusual times and I have really felt deeply called to get very quiet and be very still and I'll talk more about that but in that stillness a lot has come through about what I need to learn what the collective is here to learn through what we are going through with COVID-19 and the way it has completely changed our lives, completely changed the world, and will forever, forever changed. So I think it's best to start with my personal kind of journey. A week or so ago was when we all, it's like the 18th today, we all had this collective awakening to the seriousness and that's when school started shutting down and everyone I've spoken to which isn't that many people but everyone I've talked to felt a massive shift take place for a couple of weeks before that I had been taking it seriously in a lot of ways I wasn't at the same time in that I thought the fear, I really felt like a lot of the fear, especially hyped in the media, was being overblown. And I still do think that the media made it a little too tantalizing rather than grounding what was happening. And yet, for whatever reason, as humans, we sometimes can't see until it really starts to affect us. Take climate change, for example. We know that the world is burning. We know that climate change is irrevocably changing our planet and going to kill a lot of people and be very, very damaging, yet we don't take action because it doesn't affect our daily lives. So similarly, with the virus, with the coronavirus, I could see it coming closer and I knew that we would be in a lockdown. So I started prepping a couple weeks ago. By prepping, I by no means went crazy. I got the bare minimum in terms of food and toilet paper and whatever. No, I did not hoard, but got just what I thought we needed for 
a couple of weeks, maybe three or four weeks maximum, and really did my best, and I continue to do this, and I'll talk more about it, to stay very grounded. About a week before, so two weeks ago, a week before the big shift took place, it I realized how serious this was and that we really needed to start taking action and that things would coalesce very, very soon. It wasn't until maybe Monday or Tuesday, a couple of days before we all started socially distancing and self-isolating that a lot of the scientific wisdom and the math, the pure mathematics really hit home for me when I realized that this was going to not be two weeks, right? Everyone was saying, oh, everyone is still saying we're closed, school is closed for two weeks. That is likely not the case. So on Thursday or Friday, Wednesday night, I went to the grocery store and it was just after one local school closed, but no one really knew about it yet. And I got one last big sweep and it was literally a week ago tonight to, um, to when the shift happened no one else at the grocery store seemed concerned. I think I saw one other mom with a big cart. Everyone else had like a couple of things and was looking at me like I was crazy. And only a couple hours later, the shelves were totally wiped, so I'm told, and have been continued to be wiped. So our family has been, the four of us, my husband, Taylor, and our two twin sons have been home since then. We did see some of my family locally on Saturday and then decided that that also wasn't a good idea. So we are going to be completely self-quarantining for the foreseeable future. Hopefully at some point we can begin to see family in a tight circle who have also been completely quarantining. And I guess we can start there. So I've received the message over and over and over again, do less, pare back, do less, be still. And it's very obvious in a lot of ways, right? In the in how we've been self-quarantined. I have taken Instagram off of my phone. I have taken my email off my phone. I know not everyone has these luxuries um, in terms of email and work. I text very few people. I've taken all my jewelry off. I have really been leaning into that message of doing less. And I wasn't at first. I mean, I barely read the news, but it's literally been like again and again, I've gotten these glimmers and messages to pull back, pull back, pull back. Less information, the better. And as I've done so... I have found that so much has started to come through for me that I've really been able to start stepping into a new way of being that's really grounded. I've been meditating every day outside in nature. That's a practice I highly recommend And if you haven't and you don't have to make it complicated, I literally just sit outside in my backyard for 20 minutes and set a timer on my phone. I look around. I don't, you know, put pressure on myself to not think or do this or that. And isn't it so fascinating that through 
this grounding that through this incredible stillness that our entire world has been screeched to a blinding screeching halt that why we're doing that is actually for the collective that we're isolating ourselves not for our own health of course we're a little concerned for our own health and my children's health but i'm mostly concerned for my parents for my grandparents for the elders of our community that is why i'm why we are self-isolating that's why we're all in quarantine it's for the greater good isn't that such a beautiful mirror and parallel that we can see that when we go inward always not just in this time but when we go in and get still and listen to ourselves and to our souls that has an incredible ripple effect on everyone around us whether we know them or not we've seen with coronavirus that what someone does on the other side of the world profoundly and directly impacts us that is the basis of quantum physics We've known this, that the world is energy and that everything we do is connected to the other, just like in quantum physics, when two particles are together and then separated, they still correspond in how they act and behave. And that was, you know, an esoteric, or not esoteric, but maybe a difficult to grasp concept until now. Now we are starting to see how we are so deeply interconnected. And yet, I really truly feel that this is a really potent and important time for us to take in as little information as possible, to not numb ourselves mindlessly on social media or with the tv or with anything with food with anything else but take advantage of this portal that we're in to get quiet and get still because when we do so so much incredible wisdom is going to come through and it's really what the world is showing us it's really what we're being asked to do in this quarantine i mean it couldn't be more obvious i don't know about you but there have been like little miscommunications in my family recently. And that was another signal to me, oh, pull back more. And I'm not pulling back to, in a way, of course, it's so important to continue to connect with each other and continue to connect with the community and support each other. Yet there's, there's a balance and we're all being called, I think some more than others, I'm definitely one of those people being called to create space to get quiet and do less and just listen. And listen not to the sound of our own voice, listen not to the memes and the news articles we send each other, but just take a deep breath. And the other thing I wanted to say about the miscommunications that I realized is A lot of us are talking a lot right now and communicating, as I said, through like sending a funny thing or like sending the news or whatever. And often all that we're trying to say and all that we really want to say is I'm scared. We all have different ways of saying that. And sometimes, at least I found this with, I said, like my family, and then 
I've definitely seen it with clients too that we're often not saying that. We're not saying, hey, you know, I'm really scared. I'm nervous. Instead, we're deflecting or avoiding. There's been a lot of avoidance around the coronavirus. Look at our government. No one was taking it seriously. I think the president literally said this isn't that bad up until like two or three days ago. That has trickled down and affected all of us and affected so many people that have gone into that pattern of denial and avoidance. And those are the people, and there's absolutely no judgment in that. We all are getting the medicine we need and the wisdom we need through this. And if the wisdom that you need or someone you know needs is to go through this denial phase or pushing it away and not wanting to feel scared and try to make it about something else, it's totally normal. And I think what it really shows us is how powerful leadership is. In the era of Donald Trump, a lot of people, me included, have kind of fallen into this, he's not my president camp, where we really dislike him. And so we deny him so much that we get into this little bubble. And what I've really realized is how pervasive everything that he does and says is, which I guess I already knew, but just to see the way that things have shifted in the last few days, thanks to leaders stepping up and starting to create more stringent social distancing and quarantine efforts. We need strong leadership. We need courageous leadership that has so much integrity that is based on science, that is based on the facts more than ever and I think we all kind of sometimes end up living in parallel worlds where we can kind of forget that Donald Trump is the president I'm not making this about him I'm just using him as an example but we can forget that someone is a president or maybe someone's our boss or this person in our life that has been negatively influencing us we can deny it and avoid it but no matter how much we do that it still is affecting us And we can't change that. We can't change them. But we can take radical self-responsibility. And that's another big theme that I've been seeing with the last week or so and couple of weeks as we move into this incredible, insane portal of energy that is this crisis. We are being called to take responsibility for ourselves, to take responsibility for every single one of our actions, for touching our face, for how we wash our hands, for who we talk to, how close do we stand to them? What kind of information do we read? What kind of information do we share? How do we care for our loved ones? How do we care for those in our community? We are being called almost to parent ourselves, actually completely to parent ourselves in both the father and the mother, to be strict and to be loving.
we can see this in a lot of my age group who have parents in their 60s and 70s. The New Yorker wrote a great article on it, whose parents aren't necessarily taking it as seriously and aren't doing severe social distancing and quarantining. There's been a lot of people like me who have been trying to get our parents to listen, to stay home. Guess what? We can't control them. They have to parent themselves. We have to parent ourselves. This is also coming through in the homeschooling situation that's happening across the country. We are literally being called to step into our power as parents, to step into our mothering on this incredible new level. It can be challenging. It is really challenging to be with our kids all the time and to have a lot of the community way, the communal ways that we care for our children taken away, whether that's a babysitter or a nanny or a daycare or a school. We are being left in our homes to go inward, both inward to ourselves and inward to our core family unit. The most potent, the most dear and profound human connections that we have in this lifetime, our connections with our children, our connections with our partner. How do we nourish those connections? How do we channel? There's a really beautiful kundalini meditation I've been doing daily that my friend Kari, who was on the two weeks ago podcast, prescribed for me, which is called Grace of God. And there's a phrase in it that is about channeling our emotion into devotion and patience. Emotion into devotion and patience. And I think about that all the time now. It's so true and so helpful to think about how we can channel all of that energy of emotion into extreme levels of devotion and patience during this time. We're also being asked to give ourselves an effing break. There is so much really helpful information going on out there for ways to play with our kids and entertain them and whatever, but maybe sometimes it's okay to just turn on the TV. This is a long haul. We don't need to burn ourselves out on trying to be perfect parents. Our kids need to see that we're not perfect and that this is hard and that we're in it with them. Everyone's medicine is going to be so different. This may be a time of really coming together with your family. This may be a time where you realize that there are issues in your relationship or marriage that need to be dealt with. We are being faced with everything. The masks are coming off. And I don't mean that in a bad way. We all wear masks, consciously or subconsciously. And these are being really removed very fast and very aggressively through the fear around COVID, the anxiety, the togetherness 
of being in our very concentrated family units and then also being separated from some people. We are learning who we are and we're learning who everyone else is. And there are multiple phases and that's okay. There's going to be a lot of really hard conversations that happen in the next few weeks about money, about death, about how we parent, how we use our time, how we run our households, who we are. And that is all normal. And it's actually really beautiful. As I describe the collective threads that I've been seeing come up, I want to say that as much as I hold the vision for this resolving quickly and beautifully and miraculously in some way that we can't predict, some beautiful miracle coming through for everyone at this moment based on the science and the math, it's going to get a lot worse. Things are going to get harder. I feel that this week, that next week, we're in this lighter energy. I know it's not that light, but that it's lighter than it's going to be, where we all can laugh at memes, where we have this extra time in our day to perhaps play with our kids outside, go for a run, etc., And that we're really being called to take advantage of that, to allow ourselves to find moments of joy so that we can ground and prepare ourselves for what are likely harder weeks ahead. I have received... The insight, and I know I'm not the only one, many of us are feeling this again and again, that this is a mass awakening, that this is a huge change and shift in consciousness for our planet, that Mother Earth is calling out to us, that we are mirroring the forest fires that have been happening They call the Amazon the lungs of the earth. And is it a coincidence? There are no coincidences that this is a lung disease. We're being called to take a deep breath, to be grateful for our breath, to be grateful for our food, to be grateful for our nourishment, to take better care of ourselves, of our communities. There is going to be a massive coming together again. We're not there yet. But at some point, we are going to all heal together. How profound that we're going through this as one. We share so much in common in what we're feeling, how we're being affected. This is going to bring humanity together through the darkness and I asked the other day I asked why does it have to be so dark why does it have to get so dark and I was asking this while I was painting with my son Mac and as I asked it I found myself holding a paintbrush and Mac was holding a paintbrush and he was dipping it in the white paint 
And I found myself saying to him, dipping my paintbrush in the black paint and saying, see Mac, I, you, you have the white paint doesn't show on the white paper. You have to paint it on top of the dark paint, the black paint. The darker it is, the more the white will show up. We have to go through the darkness to get to the light. The darker it is, the brighter will shine, the brighter the outcome will be. And that is so painful to say, but it's just what came through. And I hope it's not true. I hope it's not true. I really do. We're all in this together. We're all afraid together. And yet there's so much we can do to ground and get quiet and take deep breaths through this time to nourish ourselves. There's so many tools out there. Oh my gosh, I haven't really been going on social media, but every time I go on, I think it's so beautiful, all of what's being offered by so many. And yet again, make sure you're discerning in what you take on. And if you're offering something beautiful, wait and make sure that it's perfect. Don't burn yourself out. You need your energy. We need your energy. I have felt called so many times to maybe create something, a group offering, a virtual community offering, and I've gotten the same message again and again, not yet. Yes, not yet. Yes, but not yet. Soon, but not yet. We really get to feel into the simplicity and what matters in life. I've been kind of laughing because my lifestyle is essentially a quarantine. (laughs) This isn't that much different than my life other than my husband being home. I live a pretty simple life and I love it. So that's been interesting. that's about it guys that's a lot of what I've been seeing and hearing and I hope I hope that you are taking the space that you need I hope that you are listening to whatever is coming through for you whatever your medicine is and I think that there will be many many layers of medicine thus far and that we all take care of our communities that we donate and reach out in whatever way feeds us. Again, don't do too much in the same breath. Charity starts at home. At least that's what my parents always taught me. It starts by taking care of your family, taking care of your immediate community, and rippling out from there. So the smallest things that we do makes such a big difference and again there's no rush this is going to be a while and we are all in it together so we are all going to figure it out and I just continue to trust and trust and trust and hold the vision that this somehow is for our greater good that the universe and mother earth have a plan for us all And I hope that you can apply that to your own life, that you can start to see the seeds that are being planted that will be fertilized and lit 
by this fire. We need your light. Thank you for your light. I love you guys. Talk to you soon.